135 episodes in, man. One thirty-five in my Jamaican voice, man. Let's get this Creating Space episode on the road. What's happening? Welcome back to the show. For those of you guys who know me, you know that that Jamaican accent only comes out when I'm pumped or stoked or the vibes are really high. And today just happens to be that day. Obviously, because we've got Angela Simpson coming on the show, Gratitude Project. She's awesome. Integrative health and nutrition coach and overall happiness experts based out of Australia. And Australia really is making a strong surge up into the top five of our most downloaded countries, which by the way, shout out to Japan, Tokyo and Minato, Japan, pulling the horse and the cart into second place in the download list this month for the first time, Canada Sorry, guys, but you guys have been replaced by Japan. Um, I, I, I'm so grateful for those of you in Japan who continue. You guys have been surging up the download list in the past like 60 days. It's been really cool to watch it happen. And salute to every single one of you over there in Japan. I would love for you guys to take a quick, quick screenshot of, of the podcast today. Hit me with a tag on Instagram and an IG story or in your native post. Let me get eyes on just who is inside that creating space movement over there in Japan. Salute to all of you guys um, over there. By the way, Canada, not sure how this happened, but Calgary, you guys have uh, been the top downloads uh, as far as a city in this month. So it's kind of weird. Japan replaces you overall in country downloads, but Calgary takes over Charlotte, which is the native city for this month. Really cool things happen and shakeups all over the top charts. And for those of you who know me and know me well, it's all about competition. Well, collaboration first, then competition later. But anyways, I'm just excited about this episode today. I've been following Angela for a while, and I think that the Gratitude Project, what she's put together that just brings good vibes to the forefront of society and helps move people to take care of their health, take care of their nutrition, worry about their mind and make sure they're developing that. She's doing great things. And Australia is really, really, really lucky to have individuals like herself and Melissa Ambrosini. But before we get into that, we've got the Instagram share of the week, Thomas Pizzo Jr. Incredible post you had uh, on IG. You had just gotten uh, gifted a hat and you wrote this incredibly inspiring post. It said, uh, I'd like to think of this hat as a small physical manifestation of an intentional decision I made a year ago to leave a toxic work environment. I also wanted to surround myself with individuals that support, encourage, and want to see me reach my own personal greatness without an ego or a what can you do for me lately or even what's in it for me attitude. Thank you for the hat, Wes. The kind words you spoke about me were appreciated beyond what I can type on this post. I rock the shit out of it. More importantly, I'll remember what your movement stands for for me personally. I need to continue to create the space to live in alignment with what my vision is for myself. That may involve tough decisions like leaving a toxic job. I see it happening slowly, but it's going to take a hell of a lot more hard work and patience. Be, do, 
have. Thank you, Wesley T. Knight and Lo Myrick for continuing to inspire me with your content. Thomas, hella great post. Really, really fortunate to have people like yourself in the Creating Space movement. And my man, you will get a repost shortly thereafter this post, my man. Thank you so much for following the Creating Space journey and being a part of this movement. Now, for those of you who are looking to get a shout out on the show, would love to get a repost on IG so that I can kick a little bit more of attention from my platform over in your direction. Make sure you tag us either in a post that you put in a story post or on the native page. Obviously, the native page posts are the ones that can get reposted. I will obviously make sure that I take a screenshot and repost any of you guys that are tagging us in the the screenshotted story posts that you're posting of the the podcast out to to your following. But if you want to repost to live on my native page, put something together that has some great design that involves a testament to what the creating space message and movement has done for you, and you will for sure get a repost on my native page. Now, last part, patreon.com gives creating space the power to continue to grow. And you guys are the patrons that keep it together. Now, we are so excited every single week to bring you content, to dive deep into all of the different uh, facets of creating space, whether that come to the design, the marketing, all of that stuff. And we want to continue to to bring you incredible guests with great content that will help you mold, design, and become the architect of your future. So if you would love to take some time to get over to patreon.com slash creating space and power this podcast with a little bit of love, we would be so grateful for that opportunity. And as always, this episode will always be free. We will always continue to bring you as much value as possible in this podcast space for free. So let's dive into uh, Angela Simpson and the Gratitude Project. So let's blow your head back with all that gratefulness. Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome back to the show. Uh, on the other side of this line, I've got uh, a, one of Australia's biggest girl bosses. She's on the same level as like your Melissa Ambrosini. She's chosen the the path of gratitude, and she is the CEO of the Gratitude Project, and she's a badass. And she's taking some time to create some space with us. So, guys, give me a uh, a warm welcome to Angela Simpson. Angela, welcome to Creating Space. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. No, I've been following you for a little bit, been checking out what you're doing. Obviously, gratitude is a big component of what we do here in creating space. And uh, I, I, I'm really all about the way you're feeding people's bodies, you're feeding their minds, you're feeding their souls. What you've got going on over there seems to be really catching fire. I love it. That's so good to hear. I'm glad that I can reach out to some people over the other side of the world. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I was actually, the funny how I, f- I, I fell across you, I was searching Melissa Ambrosini, she's obviously in the space, and I was checking out what she was doing, and I landed on an interview that you had done with her, I, I feel like it was a few years ago, and yeah. I was checking it out, and I was like, all right, Angela's got something to say, and uh, for me, it's, it's about bringing people onto the show that aren't just saying something, but they've got something really important to say, so First of all, before we get started, the gratitude project, all that, you know, the first question we ask here, as always, is like, what are you juicing about? What are you grateful for today? Today, I'm grateful for my health because my whole family is sick. So we caught the flu. This time of year in Queensland, where I'm from, 
July, August is like flu season. We've never had it. We've always missed it. And this year we caught it. We've got like all the gnarly fevers and, you know, the kids are sick. We haven't eaten for days and I've woken up this morning and I feel good. And I'm like, oh my God, every day that I feel good, I just have to like bottle that feeling up so that when I'm ever sick again, I can remember what it felt like, you know? (laughs) I love it. Uh, First of all, being sick is the worst. Second of all, being sick around a bunch of other people that are sick is even worse than that. Like who's taking care of the house right now? Is everyone laying up in their bed? I'm taking care of the house. (laughs) It's crazy. I don't like it. I'm like, someone else clean. (laughs) Do something. I love Feed it. me. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, it's it's definitely cool to see what you got going on and you've got a, a real tribe behind you. Um, how would you describe your tribe? Like what I think that all movement leaders have an idea and a pulse as to who the people are that are behind them. Like, how would you describe your your tribe? You know what? They're just people like me, to be honest. They're just Mostly women, which is why I was surprised when you reached out. I'm like, oh my God, a dude? What kind of a dude follows me? I'm like this mom and I'm all about happiness and gratitude. And I think that, yeah, my girls are just people like me. You know, they have a pretty good life on paper. You know, they have a house, they have a partner, they have a job, they have, you know, everything that they need, but they realize that there's more to just having the things. They want to they wanna feel the feels as well, which is important to me. 100%, 100%. And it's easy to support gratitude. It's easy to support the feelings of good vibes. And I think it's important to elevate anyone's story who's trying to push a message like that. So I know a little bit of your story. I see kind of where it is now, but tell me a little bit about the why behind the gratitude project and like, yeah. what, what, what is this all coming from? I literally can pin down the moment I decided to do this to a day and I've got a four-year-old and when I had just had her, she had like issues with her neck. She, um, she couldn't turn her head right. She was, you know, getting a flat head because of it. So I had to take her to a chiropractor for babies. And I remember I was driving and she hated the car. Like if anyone listening has a baby, they hate cars so much. They just scream and cry and you're just like you feel sorry for yourself and so I I was getting out of the car settling her getting back in settling her anyway and I just had this moment where I was like oh my god fml this is so hard this is so hard and I was like I have to keep pulling over my car to look after my baby that's crying and I'm on the way to a chiropractor and she's like 30 minutes away and then I stopped myself and I was like holy shit okay I've got a car I have a baby. Like I know so many women struggle to even get, you know, pregnant. I have a baby. I'm driving to a healthcare practitioner who's going to help her with a problem. I'm like, I've got nothing to be complaining about. And I sort of had this moment where I went from being so frustrated and so anxious and so like freaked out about life that I was like, oh, hold on a second. Everything that's happening to right now, like to me right now is in my favor. Everything Mm. that is stressing me out is actually stuff that I should be thankful for. I have a car, I have a baby, I have a chiropractor. It's a beautiful sunny day. So the second I turned that round, I got back in the car and I calmed down and, and babies really feel your energy. So she calmed down. Sure. And then it was just like that moment, I realized the impact of gratitude in the shitty moments or the moments that seem shitty. And I decided to just start living like that. So I, I, I straight up went, okay, 
no more feeling sorry for myself, no more, you know, first world problems, let's make this happen. And then it sort of just turned into my little personal movement, you know? That's incredible. And a paradigm shift like that is not always easy. Some people get stuck in these spaces of negativity or the woe is me attitudes, right? So um, obviously incredible story. I I assume that your baby came out of that well and is doing fine. How old is that baby now? She is four years old and then I have a six month old as well. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, so the the second baby or both babies have seen you grow this thing from scratch and you've done that while raising two kids. That's pretty impressive. Um, So how would you describe like, sounds like a level of commitment you made to joy and more so like your expectation of how you were going to live your life. Walk me through what that meant for you? Did that mean shifting out of negative thought processes when they came on? Like if you break that down, how, what was your strategy for shifting your, your focus to gratitude? It was really, it was slow and it was really gentle. So I just started by sort of, you know, adding in a gratitude practice And it was just little things like now it's like we wake up in the morning, I roll over to my husband and I'm like, okay, what are you grateful for? You know, we hug and then we ask our daughter as well, you know, are you grateful for your bed? How great was your sleep? And when we eat our food, we sort of hover our hands over our meal and we always take a few seconds or moments to sort of, you know, some people pray, some people have their their spirituality for us. It's like gratitude. We put our hands over our food and we talk about, you know, the farmer, that, you know, farmed our fruits and vegetables. If we're eating an animal product, we think about the animal that gave its life for us. We think about all the things that went into making the meal. Um, you know, just in every moment now, it's, it's become really natural. But at the beginning, it was literally just, okay, how can I remind myself all the time that life is really good? Because for me, I see so many people that are suffering and I see so many people that are sad. And going into becoming a mother, it was really like, shocking to me how these people were getting these little tiny humans and they were suffering so badly in the process of raising them and of, of everything that comes with it because it is stressful. Sure. And for me, I was like, too many people are sad. And that's why I kind of felt like I had to share it because if in some way, you know, my message or my movement helped me a lot. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if that can help other people, why wouldn't I share it? Do you know what I mean? So then sharing it kind of made me do it more because I was like, well, people are watching now. You know what's really cool about that is is that's so congruent with how the creating space movement has happened. It was almost me holding myself accountable to move the fuck on from being a pro. Like, dude, you got to get over yourself. And if you're going to get over yourself and you're going to become the person that you really see in your mind's eye, you're going to have to commit to something. And that's something's going to have to be most definitely bigger than you because it's not about you anymore, buddy. Like grow up kid. So that's really cool. I I see, I guess a similarity in that decision to build something greater than you to serve others, hold yourself accountable. So let's talk about a little bit about what you've learned through that process. Like what has building this project taught you? Oh my God. So much. I think like what you said before, I think, the shift and the moment that it went from being about me to being about everyone else, that was huge. And it just made me realize how important it is to be of service to people Mm. in your life in whatever way you can. And I think that's something that I was definitely missing prior, you know, in my 
in my previous life. I was really yeah. missing being of service. And even, you know, I think it's really important to be of service to your family and your friends and your community. But, you know, I felt like it needed to be on a bigger scale. I felt like there was just too much to hold it in, if that makes sense. And yeah. I never in my life would have thought that I'd be running a business. And like, we retired my husband from his job last year because, you know, I'm able you're a rock to do star. this. Because you're a rock yeah. star. You can say it. Like, it's cool. Because <laughs> you're a badass and you're, do, and you're helping people. And it's yeah. okay. This is what I'm having to learn about this process is like, it's okay to do good and do well. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to serve people, yeah. help people, and to be compensated for sharing your gifts that are helping people change their lives or shift their lives. You know what I mean? Like it's the new age of, of business and economics where it's okay to do good and do well at the same time. Right. Yeah. And I love that. I love that about this industry where the more people I help, the more I'm rewarded and even just the emotional revenue, you know, I have a goal in the next five years, I have to touch a a million people. I don't know how I'm going to track that number. It's not like social media followers or email or anything like that. It's like, I just want to know that something I have said has touched a million people. And I'm going to know when it happens. Somehow I'll figure it out. But yeah, The ripple effect will get back to you. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get back 100%. And I had someone sit me down the other day and they said, you know, the seeds that you're planting right now, you have to trust that they're growing underneath the soil and everything you're doing to harvest those seeds are going at some point be able to break through the surface to build a, a, a plant and to, and to really nourish themselves to a point where uh, they, they bear fruit, right? So if yeah. it sounds like to me, if you put your mind to something, it's probably going to happen. Um, yeah. Have you always been this ambitious? Has this always been your, your MO? Like walk me through, you spoke of the life previous, like who was that Angela back then? Do you know what? I was, um, I think naturally I was always a bit of a coach. I was always someone that I enjoyed helping other people, but seriously, like I was so excited that I was going to have a baby and do nothing. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have kids. I'm just going to be a housewife. I'm going to do Pilates and I'm going to go to lunch and I'm just going to have this awesome life. And I swear to God, I got into it and I was like, that is fucking boring. I cannot be <laughs> just a mom. And like props to all the women who do that and raise incredible kids. But I'm like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Like there has got to be more to it. There's got to be more connection with people. There's got to be more, more service. There's got to be more of everything. And I was sort of raised um, by some pretty incredible people my dad used to take us to personal development workshops from like the age of 10. Um, and the one that I remember the most, and this is probably where a part of it comes from is I, you know, the first thing we had to do when we got there was we had to sit across the table from, or across, pretty much just in two chairs across from a stranger. And we had to stare them in the eyes for like 10 minutes straight. We weren't allowed to look away. We didn't know the person's name. We had never met them. We just got there and it was so awkward and uncomfortable But on the lunch break, I ended up speaking to the guy who I sort of got sat with and he was an artist from Brisbane, which is like an hour from here. And he told me that he was there on, um, he was court ordered to be there because he had tried to commit suicide a few times. And I was like, dude. And it was just, again, one of those moments where I was like, people are sad. And I'm like, privileged white female, you know, I don't have any issues. I'm allowed to do pretty much what I want. And I think that with that, 
with that privilege comes responsibility to help the people who aren't feeling as good as they can, who don't have the things that they want to have, who don't have the rights that they want to have. And there was a little probably spark in me in that moment that was like, okay, you got to do more, you know, in whatever way possible. But I never thought it would be this. (laughs) You probably never thought it would have to encompass you looking at a stranger for 10 minutes in the eyes. Uh, That's a very interesting technique. And I've been to, I went to Tony Robbins um, in one of his sessions not too long ago. There was Gary Vaynerchuk there, like Gary V and Tony Robbins. I mean, it's enough for a head explosion. But um, it was it was hard enough for me to just stand up and dance like Tony Robbins makes you do. But I could not imagine looking someone... 10, uh, 10 minutes in the face. You talk about mm-hmm. suffering. There's a lot of it. No doubt there's a lot of it. And I have gone through my own suffering and I still suffer. I think we all do it at times. It's the amount of time you allow it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. What, um, what would be some of the experiences in your life that have pushed you to a place of duress or, or, or your own spaces of suffering? Oh my God, there's so many. Um, I still think of them as you know, I always say first world problems. We've been through a lot. So my husband and I, when we first met, he owned retail stores. He was really successful. He, um, he got a business partner. He opened up a really big store. Um, two years later, we were engaged. He went bankrupt. We lost our house. We lost our cars. We lost his businesses. We lost everything, which was one kick in the guts. Um, and his dad had a brain aneurysm sitting through the surgery of that was pretty intense. Um, Someone for the sake of their privacy, I won't mention who they are, but another very close family member had a mental breakdown. They ended up in hospital. Um, They've been back six times. They have some very severe mental health issues. Um, And then we had our baby and everything seemed to be going well. And then two years later, I was in hospital with a heart condition ended up having two surgeries. We never figured out why. Um, There's been a lot of things that have really pushed me, but I think, again, I just look at how lucky I am. And I think the reason I got through these things is because I was able to take what good I could from them and still just think to myself, how can I be of service? So when I was in hospital, I would be like, I call the the hospital here is called Pindara and I used to call it Hotel Pindara and I used to focus on the fact that, you know, someone comes in every day and brings me food and my bed's getting made and maybe I'm hooked up to like a million cords and I don't know what's going on, but, you know, how lucky am I that I'm being taken care of whereas some people would not be able to do that and, you know, also again, like being of service in those moments, trying to figure out how you can still make someone's day better, you know? Sure making sure. sure the nurses were okay, talking to them, making sure that my family was okay because it was obviously a stressful time for them too. So right. it's definitely a lesson. Yeah, no doubt. And it seems like you're, you're just really proficient. You've built the muscle of shifting your perspective very quickly and that's an art and anyone can learn mm. how to do that as long as they're putting their energy towards that process. Um, and it's just managing that neurochemistry, man, when the stress and the cortisol starts to grow, like how do you manage the other, um, antibodies, right? Like the, anti- the antidotes to that, which is the serotonin, and the dopamine levels. When it comes to your experience with building a business from scratch, there's a lot of fear that people get, uh, have associated with building brands, building businesses. And you've done that. And so many people get stuck from making the jump 
from maybe it's a corporate situation or wherever they are in their life, because they have the fear or the story inside of their mind that they can't do it. When did you start to realize when you made this decision that you could do this and it just was predicated on your ability not to give up? Do you know what? I, I am very blessed that I think I can do everything. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love I'm like, it. If I, like, I just, I've always been raised with the belief if you work hard and your intention is good, if your heart's in the right place, like just fucking do it. Don't yeah. make excuses. And I think the thing that kept me going was it's not about me. It's like you said before, it's not about me. It's right. about the people that this will help and it's about the people that need this. Sure. And, you know, I started it small because I had a baby back then and I, you know, I just, I did what I could do and I had no, you know, attachment to the outcome. I didn't expect it to be anything. I didn't say to myself, this is going to be big or this is just going to be a little side hustle. I was just like, it's going to be what it's going to be and whatever's meant to happen when, when the intention is right will happen. And that kind of took a lot of pressure off because it kind of put it in the hands of the universe. And it was like, okay, like you can do what you want to do and try and do as much as possible. You know, just, just focus on service. So good. It's so good. And I've, I've even seen in, in my own experience with this, the more I try to control the process, the more I suffocate it, the more I make yeah. poor decisions, the more I'm getting away from what really matters. And the more that I focus on being of service, doing the next best thing that's going to help the next person, everything else. Just, it's so crazy how it just falls into place. You know what's even different is uh, your level of expectation lowers. So your level of happiness rises because you're meeting each day, you're meeting your expectation. And when for me, when I've put my expectation way too high, it's, it's a hard it's a hard fall for me not to get to that level of expectation. So it just makes life easier. Um, yeah. What would you say building a business has been the, what, what's your favorite part about your movement? The people. I just yeah. love the people. I mean, I get to like when I'm coaching, I get to talk to pretty incredible women and I get to watch them do some pretty incredible things, you know, and, and be by their side as they're doing it. And just, you know, what everyone else has taught me so far you know, right. you get sort of comments on either Instagram pictures or blog posts or emails that come through and you're like, people are freaking strong. Like people have real balls and resilience. It's just, it blows me away. And every time I hear about someone who's done something incredible to change their state or to, to take themselves to the next level, I'm like, I can do that. Like yeah. I can be better, can't I? So it, <laughs> it inspires, you know? That's right. When you, when you're given it, it, it comes right back. And I see on your website, you're doing a lot of cool things. You've got some nutritional stuff. You've got some coaching work. So, uh, I would assume women and men can work with you in building their businesses, probably building confidence. What area of your business and your movement are you focused on right now as you continue to scale? Um, I would imagine you're working to scale. Yeah. Look, I really enjoy coaching one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. It's the only issue with that is it takes time away from my family. So the more of that I do, the less I'm with the girls and the less I'm with my husband. So at the moment, it's really about sort of being able to serve people in a way that I'm still there, but I'm not, you know, there as much, if sure. that makes sense. So I've got sure. some online programs, which are doing really well and just really nurturing them. And, and for me, it's always about, you know, touching more people, being there for more people in whatever way I need to be there. 
I love speaking. I love, you know, being in front of a crowd. I think that if anything, those, those self-esteem webinars, you know, made me a badass on a stage. So (laughs) thanks dad. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, um, that's really cool. And I I have a feeling, are you in the webinar game right now? Are you building out the model of selling to many instead of the one-to-one, like selling to one model? Yeah. I think that, you know, again, with my mission of a million people, it's the way you got to go. You know, you you really, you have to, you have to replicate yourself and and you can't really be there one-on-one for every single person because one-on-one with a million people, that's full on. (laughs) Listen, I would, uh, I would pick up any juice that you're sipping. If you can pull a hundred or a million people at once, that's, that's incredible. Uh, You know, with this day and age, with the digital age, right? You're talking gratitude, you're talking connection, you're talking confidence. This day more than ever, social media is both bending the the the, the world and bringing it together, but at the same time, the, the polar, it's disconnecting it. What is your feeling about how uh, the, the, the positive or the negative effect of social media and whether or not it's if people are going to be able to, to survive with the level of connection that they're receiving from the digital age. Yeah. I think like I'm such a big believer that we're more connected with more people, but we are so disconnected from reality and, and what real connection is. Now I like, I, I love social media because I've got to meet a lot of really cool people. I met Melissa through social media. I met sure. one of my best friends, Kate through social media you know, you can really find great people, but I know that you can use it in a really toxic way as well. And I think, you know, following as a girl, I know that following bikini models and following like bloggers who travel to, you know, exotic destinations, that's the kind of thing that really brings your energy down. You know what I mean? It takes you to a really different state. And I just think if you're using social media in the right way, in the way to share and connect, but not replace what one-on-one connection can do, you know, it can be, it can be a devil or it can be the best thing in the world. It's really what you make of it. I just think that, you know, I think in schools we should be taught how to properly manage our social media intake and output because it's just, it's ruining people in some ways. It's really messing with people's, you know, confidence and, and the comparison is just, it's so hard, especially for females and I'm sure for males as well. I just think that if we knew how to sort of manage it effectively, it could be a really great thing. But at the moment, I feel like it's just going down. So you mentioned uh, comparison and I believe I saw a little bit on a, a spiel you had on comparisonitis. Talk to me a little bit about yeah. what that is about and, and what your idea for that is. Yeah. Look, I think that you know, a a lot of people will look at other people doing great things and, you know, and feel intimidated or say, I couldn't do that, or I'm not good enough for that. Or, you know, that person has a great life and I don't. And they really get stuck in this trap of comparing. And someone that I admire, one of my mentors once told me that comparison is just procrastination. So when you are sitting there comparing and when you're sitting there thinking about how good other people are, you're just procrastinating from being great yourself, <laughs> wow, which so good. is just, it's so, so true. Like hit the nail on the head. And I just think if we spent less time comparing ourselves to what other people are doing and more time, you know, using that as inspiration, like, okay, awesome. That person's doing amazing things and they're doing really great. What can I do in the world? That's really great. How can mm-hmm. I help people? And like, 
you can figure that out by by talking to your friends and family. And that's how I started this. I emailed everyone I knew that, you know, knew me on a really deep level. And I said, can you give me three words that I make you feel when I'm with you? Because I'm trying to figure out, you know, who I am and how I best serve people and getting yeah. those replies back. It really did shape what I did with this. You know, that's, that's so good. Look, I have a, I have a little bit of a story to, to this tangential to that. So as we've been building the creating space message, this thing's about just over a year old. Right. And I've been really comparing myself to the likes of other people in my space, the Lewis houses of the industry, the rich roles. Right. And I'm looking at these guys and the competitor in me is chasing and sprinting after them. And, and in some sorts, I'm so inspired. I'm like modeling a little bit of my business after them as well. Right. So there's a part of the, of the, the, this podcasting game where you can turn your, your model to B2B. So you can turn the podcast and its downloads to present it to businesses for advertisement space, right? So you can have that B2B model, but then you are leaving your listeners experience subject to advertisements. And that can sometimes really dilute the user experience with the podcast, so then there were these other, and I, and I was really focused on comparing these people with having these things. And then there was this other model, this website, Patreon. I'm not sure if you've heard of this Patreon website, but patreon.com allows people like myself, content creators, people like you as well, YouTube uh, content creators or comedians or podcasters. It allows them to create um, like this model where it can be supported by the audience instead of the businesses. So the audience can come in and they can donate and you can crowdsource like an, an audience member can come on and create um, a, 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 a login and they can pay a dollar a month to, to support creating space. Right. So cool. You get an audience of 50,000 followers all donating a dollar a month. Immediately that can change this podcast's ability to grow and scale and turn mm. into a YouTube page and all those different mm. things. And it was such a paradigm shift to see like, if I continue to focus on all the other people, I would suffer. But if I actually put my feet to the ground and look for different types of solutions, it could substantially change the way the business worked. And then I get to see all of these people who have shown up and supported and really been uh, patrons of the, of the message. Has, the, has there been a time in, in your life building a business where you were shaping it after someone else in your industry and you, you maybe made a certain decision that ultimately because you made that, it changed the way you did business? Do you know, I'm, I'm actually really bad at this. People say to me like, oh, what's your favorite, you know, who's your favorite health and wellness blogger and yeah. what's your favorite website? I don't look at other people's stuff. I Love. really don't have the space being a mum. I'm sort of like, you know, the time that I waste looking at what other people are doing, um, it takes away again from my kids. It takes away from me serving people. But I, I do think it's beneficial. I think it would help me definitely to look at what other people are doing and be like, okay, what's working? Cause then I could implement that somehow into my business. But really like so far, I think for me, it's just been do what feels right. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's kind of worked really well so far. And I'm, I'm in really good mastermind groups and I have some amazing females in my life who are in this space anyway. And we do talk about things. So that's sort of where I get my help, my ideas, my inspiration from, but yeah. 
I just find for me, I can get lost. I can, you know, in the scroll hole as people call it, I can get (laughs) lost in Instagram. So I actually don't really go on it except to post. Um, It just, for me, sometimes I feel like it takes away from what I need to be doing, you know? No doubt. No doubt. And you're definitely producing so much and you, you've got a, an army of, of uh, people behind you who are serving through gratitude and to shift them because you've shifted yourself is powerful. Um, as, as we round this thing out, Angela, if you could go back and you could look at the, the Angela previous and you could sit down at a table with her and she's green and she's got this new idea, but she has no idea what she's doing and probably fearful. What, what are a couple of things that you would say to her? I'd tell her nothing. I'd let her do it the really? way she did it. I Like everything has unfolded the way it's supposed to. I'm such a big believer in, you know, the universe giving you what you're ready for. And I think that if someone had sat me down at the beginning and told me maybe things to build it faster or better, I, I don't know if I would have been ready. Sure. I don't know if it would have been as authentic in a way. And also, you know, having the girls, having the kids and and everything like that, if I had gone much faster, I don't know if I could have handled it. And I think I would have given up. Wow. You know, because there's a lot of pressure with being a mom and, and trying to run a business. And I think that if it exploded too quickly, you know, my priority is always my family. So I would have been like, okay, no, too fast. Like the kids need me. I can't do this. So I think that in a way, you know, if I had the opportunity to tell my past self something, it would be just keep, just to follow your gut, always, always come from service, but everything unfolded how it was supposed to. So good. So good. So equally, um, let's take you to the moment where you're, you're, you're no longer here. Right. So there's, there's that, there's that other side of the, of the coin, right? You've got a lot left to do. You got a lot left in the tank. What are some things that you want to make sure you do before your time here on this earth is finished? Definitely a million people somehow. Yeah, love it. Um, I want to be a good leader. And that's definitely been a word that has triggered me in the past because I thought to myself, oh, I don't want to be a leader. It's so egotistical. But what I've realized from from researching and and sort of spending a lot of time looking at leadership and what that means is that a good leader is there with the people walking with them like you said before getting your hands dirty uh you know doing everything with them and by their side and i think that to me when i think about leadership in that way i'm like oh my god i want to be the best leader i can possibly be so mm. a lot of my time and effort at the moment is going into researching how to be a great leader researching how to sort of help people take the journey with me. Um, and I, I, I want to raise good kids. I want, yeah. I want girls that are going to sort of follow in the legacy and make the world a better place. And even if that's as small as just making people happy, you know, I, I see my oldest little girl, Bo, and she is so sweet and she's got such a beautiful little heart. And yeah. I went to school the other day and a little girl had fallen over and she went over and gave her a big cuddle. And I just thought to myself, yes, like, <laughs> this is what we need more of. We need more of just people just being compassionate and loving. So hopefully I can raise the girls to be that in some way. And yeah, that's kind of it. 
No big expectations. I I think that's a pretty good legacy to leave. And, you know, obviously you're doing something right. There's so many people um, who are following you, supporting you. You're equally supporting them. Um, I'm, I'm honored that you would take a second to, to share some time in your busy schedule to create a little bit of space um, and to help the creative space tribe really focus more on gratitude. And there's just not enough gratitude not enough. in the world. There's just not enough. And so keep doing what you're doing. If there's any way that we can help you, please let us know. And at the same time, where should the creating space tribe follow you if they want to get connected to you or maybe some of your pro- programs, like, tell them where they should go to find you. Well, just my website is gratitudeproject.com. Just Google it. It's the easiest way. Everyone knows how to Google. Um, Instagram is gratitude underscore project and facebook.com slash all about the gratitude um, because someone stole my name. Someone stole gratitude project on Facebook before I got it. Oh, I know. Did you ever, so did you ever find, do you ever find them? Did they put like no, a bounty no. on it? <laughs> I'm hoping that they're doing good things and that if people are accidentally stumbling across it, that that's for a good reason. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm sending you vibes that will keep you pushing along and I, I look forward to continuing to connect you and watching you grow. Thank you. You keep doing what you're doing. This is awesome. And everyone needs to go onto that website and pay the dollar a month at least. (laughs) Yeah. You guys, if you, if you want to support patreon.com slash creating space, um, maybe a coffee a month would be awesome. Take it, take some coffee away and and donate it to the growth of, of the message. So Angela, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me, man. It was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying what Angela's doing. And obviously, after this conversation, most of you probably are super interested in circling back around and checking out some of the products and services that she offers. Because to be fair, gratitude, it's a habit. It's a mindset and it's a lifestyle. And you must speak gratitude into existence. You cannot just affirm yourself as grateful one day and expect for it to consume you as a lifestyle. Um, gratitude is a habit. It is a behavior that you must implement every single day. And I love how Angela has decided to make her sustenance, her um, daily lifestyle, all predicated upon how grateful she can feel herself and how much she can pour gratitude into everyone else. It's a great way to hold herself accountable. And I think it's phenomenal. So jump on over. Instagram is gratitude underscore project. Make sure you give her a follow. Maybe hit her with a tag. Uh, Let her know that you've listened to the episode and that you are enjoying what she's doing. And lastly, continue to push the message. Share this uh, content via Spotify, via iTunes with anyone you think would love the message because what you guys are doing is working and there is no fuel more powerful than word of mouth. And as always, guys, I love you. And I want you to continue to keep creating space for the best version of you to enter because you deserve that. And let's keep pulling ourselves towards that version of us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Going Deeper with Low Myrick. We'll dive a little bit deeper into this content, make sure we pull out all the nutrients possible. And as always, guys, in my best DJ Khaled voice, grateful for all of you. Oh, oh, oh.